Adam. Yo. Question. Yes. Out or in? Out. Wait. In. Adam Mattis. And I'm Peter Martin. And you're listening to the You'll Hear Podcast. Daily Jazz Advice coming at you. Coming at you again from beautiful St. Louis, Missouri, open studio. Here we are in the pod cave. The, uh, you know, it's usually musty, but we, I realize we put this pod cave together in the summertime. Yeah. And August in St. Louis is just incredibly hot and humid. Yeah. I mean, it, this past summer especially was just brutal. Thanks a lot, Al Gore. Yeah, thank you, Al Gore. And, but now I got to say, since the weather's turned a little bit. It's, it's cleared up a little it's in here. cozy. No, is this the pod cave? Now it's becoming like the pod cove. The pod cove? Yeah. Well, so we had, uh, we've been doing some other stuff in here besides just the podcast. And, and our uh, audio engineer, Andrew, said, should we change the name now to the content cave? Mm. And I thought, no. Oh, that's true. No, no, it's, it's the pod cave. It's the pod cave. It's, pod cave. it's Chris Possible and pod, pod cave. And that's right. We'll forever be. So today we're going to take uh, a question from one of our listeners, as we often do here. Yeah, this is in from the pod cave at the You'll Hear a Podcast. This is from Facebook. Oh, Facebook. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Big shout out to Facebook. This is from Facebook <laughs> or from a, user, a Yo, listener? <laughs> Facebook doesn't need any shout outs. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. They hear everything we're doing anyway. That's right. So. If you're interested in setting up an account on Facebook, go to Facebook.com and <laughs> okay. tell them we sent you. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> okay. So this is, it came via Facebook. Let's right. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Can I read this one? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, cool. Um, hey there, guys. Love the podcast. I'm struggling to deal with being comfortable playing outside a diatonic sound. I think I've learned too much pop, and every time I hear those outside notes, even if they are theoretically correct, it just feels wrong. Ha ha. Any advice? It's it's an interesting question. Uh, that's from Troy. Thank you, Troy. Yep. Um, you know, really, the advice is number one. Listen. Listen. Uh, we've talked about this before, I think, on the podcast, that um, what, he's, what Troy's talking about is dissonance and his comfort level with dissonance yeah and um that just takes being into you know dissonance yeah and everybody has a different level of dissonance i mean you know some people a sharp nine chord is very uh, dissonant. yeah right, totally. right, right. um wasn't and, there a time when if you played the uh the uh flatted fifth the the interval the augmented fourth flat, the, the tritone that you could be um, killed, actually, in medieval times. You I would believe. be arrested, yeah. No, I mean, dissonance... <laughs> that takes is, jazz police to a whole nother level. <laughs> dissonance is relative, and it shifts, you know, generation to generation. Um, I mean, now, like, you know, noise music has been so prevalent for decades that it's like, what, is, what does dissonance even mean anymore uh, as far as, like, music theory? So uh, it's a very personal thing, dissonance. Even, you know, you and I, in our improvising both play outside the changes yeah. often but even player to player it, it shifts for how much you're comfortable doing yeah. it or what it's part of your thing you know what i mean so yeah. it, it's hard to say you know I th and i think it always um should come down to that the kind of listening the on the fly listening as you're playing as you're developing your solo the situation like how is the bass player playing how's the drummer how is the audience everything um, that, that you're really actively listening as you're playing to see how much you should play. And it should not all, it should never be like, okay, I played a chorus. Now it's time to take it out. You know, it's not about that. It's about what is the flow of your solo and how you're hearing it. And for the moment, like how much you're going to take it out. But one thing Troy says, just reading this again, um, 
Every time I hear these outside notes, even if they are theoretically correct, it just feels wrong. Well, this is the thing. They're theoretically, they're not correct, yeah. actually, yeah. which is okay if it sounds good to you. That's right. That's why we're playing it, because it's, it's building tension. It's not right. Yeah. And then we, I like to resolve it. Now, some people don't even want to resolve it or whatever, and yeah. that's cool, too, because that's what they're, they're into. But I would say to Troy, like... Maybe he's not resolving it. Maybe that's part of it. If he's saying it feels wrong, maybe that would be an, one entry I'll, point. That's that's a good point. Yeah. So like if you play something in and then you play it out, um, or even if you just go to play something out, like where, you know, I think it's important to always think melodically. Yeah. Some Sometimes people go and play out and they just start playing random notes. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, that's out, but you still have to, I almost feel like there's more responsibility, uh, depending on the situation, of course, but to really play accurate, interesting, cohesive, melodic things when you go out. Because that's that, that becomes the unifying factor. You don't have the harmony to kind of rest your head on. That certainly helps anchor it when you yeah. go out, for sure, to have some kind of melodic uh, structure or something. But I'm wondering if, Troy, if you're even into the sound of playing out. Because yeah. if you're not feeling it, don't force it just because other people are doing it. You know, right. if you don't want to do it, maybe you're an inside player and that's totally cool. Yeah. You know, you don't always have to do that. Um, there are whole careers made where they never go outside the diatonic. Yeah. And depending on how you look at it, you could say that somebody like um, Oscar Peterson, totally. you know, one of our favorites here at the You'll Hear a Podcast, does not play outside a lot, although he does. I mean, and that we, we hear it. It's just not something that's like a big part of his style obviously he could yeah. do it because you heard him do it yeah. but maybe he, you know one thing about oscar peterson along with a number of great jazz artists you, you always get the feeling that they are playing a very high high percentage of the notes that are coming out are things that they're hearing yeah. you know that that is very uh, indicative of their thought process in terms of like the flow of the music so if he's not playing a lot of outside stuff it's probably because he wasn't hearing a lot out it's not because he couldn't do it yeah. or he was against it it was just sort of the way he played and if you're not hearing it you're not going to be confident when you do it yeah. so that could be a problem too troy that you're not completely confident when you take it outside because you you don't have it in your ears you're not hearing it it's not something you want to do if it's just something you're doing just to do um you know maybe f pull back on that until it's you're really comfortable hearing it first yeah so that you can have that confidence because nothing sounds weaker than going outside the di diatonic uh, zone when you've been there, but not being confident oh, with man. it. Oh, man. You know what I mean? Contrived out, out playing is, like, is not fun. A professional can play an entire solo outside the changes, and it'll be fine. Right. You know what I mean? Because they know how to confidently pull off these phrases and make it sound good. Yeah. But, like, if you are not, if you're not confident with it, you've lost it. Well, I'm almost thinking of, like, you know, a great uh, uh, football, American football NFL receiver that catches the touchdown pass and then runs, does a little dance, yeah. goes over to the audience, does his thing. And then there's certain other receivers that don't need to be doing that because when they try it, it's a, it's a little bit too forced, which is okay. Just yeah. you, 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 you're getting six points either way. <laughs> you know? But it's not for everybody. You know, you got to be confident and it cannot be contrived. I mean, even though like the really confident dancers in the NFL, I found out they do practice all that stuff. But like a great improviser, they pull it off in a way that fe that it feels spontaneous. But yeah. you see one badly done, it's like whoa. It's no yeah. good. <laughs> it's, it's no, no good. good. Yeah. You still get the points, but you shouldn't. Yeah. So I would say if you want this to be a part of your sound, if it's a sound that you like and that you want to be part of you and you're feeling it, you know, maybe like you said, rehearse it a little more. Make sure to 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 practice playing outside to get some techniques to do. I mean, we both have talked about many things you can do, whether that's 
you know, up or down a half step or going yep. minor thirds away in zones like that or whatever, whatever it is that yep. the sound that you are drawn to, you know, yep. make sure that it's, it's in your fingers in a way that it doesn't, you're not having to think about it too much. Yeah. And you can definitely, you know, since you're coming from the, 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 the place of like not really feeling it or hearing it, but you want to have some of it, just do a little bit. You don't have yeah. to like, like you can just do a small percentage, you know, of your solo going out just totally. here or there. And when you do go out, you know, use, remember you're losing the harmonic uh, underpinnings of what's happening in your solo at that moment, which is okay because that's going to be part of the dramatic thing as you shift back. Absolutely. But just remember, since you're losing that, you need to rely more on the melodic and or rhythmic component. So, you know, maybe you're riffing rhythmically, you're taking out, but you're hitting a really strong rhythm yeah. and riffing on it and, and using that as kind of your cohesion in your solo. Or maybe you're just taking something that's super melodic like a triad. Yeah. And, or, or even both is, is even better. Then it won't feel as out. Like, yeah, the harmony's out, but the melody and the rhythm are so in. I think the triad is a great suggestion. And Troy, yeah. you should try that. Troy, you should try the triad. Come on, Troy. Tri triple T, <laughs> come on, man. Uh, because it, it does give it like immediate structure, yep. you know, to whatever line you're doing. And, and yep. string together a couple of out triads, and all of a sudden you sound like you know what you're doing. And, yep. and do it confidently. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Cool. Well, this is good. So um, if you guys, um, anybody else has some ideas on this, we'd love to hear it. Let's now, talk about it. Where would we direct them? We would direct them to YouTube.com because we're trying to help out the good folks at Google build up their little <laughs> website over there. I was going to say YouTube. Is this a new uh, website? It's relatively new. So this, it's HTTP. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Colon. Colon. Um, yeah. No, hit us up on uh, YouTube on the Open Studio. Just search Open Studio. Um, you'll hear it and um, you can see today's episode you can see it but you can also just go on there and comment, comment. if you've already listened no requirement to watch but um, we'd love to hear your ideas on this that's right and then we can talk about them over there and until then you'll hear it you'll hear it